0: We are live. She's gone. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Welcome back to episode 22 of the Double D Podcast, titled, Well, This Could Be Our Last Episode When We Get Canceled. <laughs> a strong start, a mediocre finish, and a downright disappointing end. But we got a few fun things to talk about tonight. Yeah. Like, what's in the fucking fridge? Why not? That
0: no, was funny. I was watching
1: Chris play in this uh, game all the same stuff game. as yesterday. And there's a, a sequence in it where there's like a possessed fridge that he had to deal with. And the whole time he kept yelling every time he died. What's in the fridge?
0: <laughs> not much variety from last week.
1: No. Um... <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good, because we know which one is good. Do you want to start with... Uh, the good one? We'll just do a repeat of last week. Surely. Because honestly, I enjoyed this. So I think it'll be the first beer that we have two episodes in a row. Give it the,
0: the encore.
1: And this it's is The double
0: our... push for the fucking double sponsorship. Yes. So this is the episode where I'm going to swear
1: Well, it's too late now. (sighs) It's okay. We can always try again next time. Every episode, we will try to do the episode where we don't swear. But Doug fucked it up. It's okay. I think it was because Denise was swearing so much just before we started. (laughs) She always swears. It's okay. I like a woman that swears. Sign of
0: intelligence.
1: Muskoka. Fest. Steinsizebjahr. Well, now that we've got what's in the fridge, I guess we should find out who this little guy is. Oh yes. So the mug, the mug. I've been talking about this mug since Christmas. So I don't know if I ever went into specifics. I I know I told you. I don't know if I ever went into specifics here. Oh, think we did. uh, My mug here was a uh, Secret Santa gift, and as soon as I got it. I messaged Doug and I'm like, hey look what I got for Christmas. Because I honestly don't know if it's offensive to use it or more offensive to not use it. But it's it's a mug and it's cute. And I I I enjoy it. I think it's a cute mug. I don't know how well you can see that, but it's it's a black Santa. It's
0: black Santa. It's black Santa. Listen, I gotta say right now, it's not offensive. You know why? Because I was, I saw in the store and it had a bunch of like Santa Clauses, like, like decoration Santa Clauses. And he was in it, was in like a tropical shorts and a shirt and stuff. Yeah. And some of them were white Santa Clauses and some were black Santa Clauses and stuff. Is Santa Claus being black is not uh, offensive. No, I don't think
1: it's offensive either. But So,
0: the answer is no. And if you're offended, we did our job.
1: It's true. Check the link for the helmet store. <laughs> that's right. Sponsored by Muskoka Brewery. I think they may have just pulled their sponsors. <laughs> or or they're going to jump on board and be like, hey, yes, that's the kind of thinking we need to get this world back on track from home absolutely fucked it's been for the last two three years so a little
0: house cleaning oh all right let's hear it well after listening to last week's uh, podcast we really gotta stop doing this oh i know i i <laughs> fucking it wasn't a problem downstairs because
1: like the table was wasn't very sturdy so yes i will i will attempt to control it my wasn't ass. just you I, yeah, I was I, both of us. I noticed myself doing it a lot. You know what else I noticed? And I was like, I wanted to reach through and smack myself. We were talking about that show that 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 Chris and I are working on that we want to bring you into, and I, I kept, changed the name of it. Well, yeah, we did change the name again because he said he he was having a little bit of trouble with the name. I guess because it was a bit repetitive. But I kept calling it Dark Water, over and over again. Right. It's Dark Star. Pirates of Blackwater. But I must have said Darkwater like 12 times. And I am like, as I'm listening, I'm like, like, fuck. If anyone was watching this or listening to it and was like, oh, I'm going to look that up on YouTube. They wouldn't have fucking found it. Because I I said the title wrong like 14 times. But it doesn't matter because it's now been re-uploaded under a new name, which I've already forgotten.
0: Well... We have a special. We have a special here tonight. What's going on here? We have a special. I see something here. We have a. Somebody trying to get in? Somebody want to join us? <laughs> he sent it. Oh, there. There's our handsome friend. I uh, Tell him that'll make him fat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doug says that'll make you fat.
0: A <laughs> premiere here on the Double D. Oh.
1: What actually play? Oh. I
0: don't know. Go on. It's not... It seems like someone's trying to get into our network. Oh, there it I is. I want to know who. Sorry, to we missed the beginning. Let's I go back. Know. I want to go back to the beginning. You we have a team
1: looking into it, but it it, it, it takes time. Restart time. There we go. Starlight Outlaws. Power banks
0: failing. Switching to emergency modules. Status report good it's, it's pretty there's been a power surge you it's not like dark you can see the background good our network we now we have a team looking into like, it but it, down, it, it takes yeah. time there's no like halo uh, around you like we don't have time you know, like, okay sir but bad green screen type shit yeah where's pio get her on it she's, she's not on the ship
1: Okay, Pull man. her up on the comm. Actually, these are the black ones. Well, cells. sir, we might not have oh, enough power. Yeah, the, the cells in the, the generator are blown. God. <laughs> this damn it. neon. Is there anything on the beta, ship yeah. that works? I was like, you should sure wear a baseball red? cap in space. Sir,
0: I. Cooper, are you out of your league here? What? Oh. Can you do this, sir? You're a camel in space. Absolutely. Hide with the stars. Uh, okay. Whatever. I'll patch you through.
1: You might have to go to flash with, like, dots everywhere. We the <laughs> Someone's trying to break in, but we can't isolate the footprint. So now
0: people so watching working. can see Looks where... Like
1: they're, they're trying, trying to to
0: watch it. Oh, nice. It's too weak. The audio is so working, the Cooper. Sir, care. we've triangulated the source. It seems like they're trying to piggyback on our server. Good. I want
1: you to patch him through. Yes, sir. Uh, Keep him talking. Well, well, well. If it isn't Captain.
0: It sounds good to that mask.
1: Oh, will still be the thing he will So you're a fan? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could see that. If you're looking for a ransom, you're barking up the wrong tree. We don't negotiate. I think it looks better exercise. than
0: before you guys had that. Gas. Yeah, I don't know why him. he wanted to do the but gas, what the hell is it? Then you he re-shot it. Yeah. I want to play a
1: little game. A game? But, uh, yes. And I told him not to I say play. it like that. I was like, <laughs> if <laughs> they're saying I want to play a game, say let's play a game. He's on it. the Odessa. He changed he it again. He changed it back.
0: Theo, he's on your ship.
1: Knock, knock. Oh, not Theo. Sir, Thatcher does a lot of deep breathing. What should we do?
0: <laughs> so you had to pick uh, probably the toughest place to this do a the Orion. a series. Captain Thatcher and I are requesting access to the Odessa be. space station. Yeah. yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> Odessa <laughs> well, control. This is uh, you don't this just walk and walk out of the Orion. Here in the shed and forth.
1: Well, he uh, he, has, he has generated a lot of them, and then he went to your them. docking facilities. Comply. Let's go. And before doing this part, something's uh, not right. Cooper. After doing this part, just the green yeah, screen. They, they
0: should have responded
1: uh, by now. He had a subscription it's a, it's a to the patrol. programs, State and they expired. Oh. And so he had to this is try urgent. And get it back. We okay. have evidence he of a like. threat on board. He we need kill. access. ...to rescue a member of oh, the my crew. crew. Like, it is a different the background in a different part of the ship, but even just the angle, I found this this angle is a little Security lower. God damn it. What? Why did it have what? to what? be what? robots?
0: What? Mm. Put me part? on with yeah. an operator. i um, I've got power. a backstory of why I wear the sunglasses. Okay. Captain, I don't like well, this. Uh, yeah, of course you do. It's like I want your character to
1: be involved with the reveal of why he wears them. So angry. That's so fucking.
0: They retaliate.
1: <laughs> the Odessa is a civilian station. They have some soldiers on board, but little to no defense on the outside. I'm not expecting any resistance. Okay, we're almost there. This is Odessa Control. You have now entered a restricted area. Turn back now so or
0: face like immediate
1: consequences. Yeah. This is- <laughs> oh, this is the Keep trying to establish contact. We need to warn them.
0: Cool. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Episode one. So you already have like an episode two on the go, or what? Well, that.
1: Second part was originally supposed to be episode two. We filmed the first part and it was released as the first episode. Oh, of- he
0: joined them together to make it a bit longer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they are very closely connected, but. I mean, going forward, I don't know if the episodes are going to be all be five minutes or or what or, or keep them shorter, but yeah, originally the first part was episode one, the second part of that was supposed to be episode two, but yeah, made some made some changes and sweet, yeah,
0: that was a good job there,
1: guys. It was fun, and I mean, again, I, I, there's, uh, I've been thinking about like ways to bring your character in a bit early because the shadowy guy. I think is going to contact your character to, to come along and catch them on the Orion. Because Chris said maybe the next two episodes will be exploring the Orion. Of course, by two episodes, that might be one now, if we're going to do five-minute episodes.
0: We'll call it and the then your character shows up.
1: Um, and, yeah, we haven't fully decided. But I, I do have a backstory I came up with about why Thatcher wears the sunglasses all the time and why he's such a an angry asshole all the time. But I don't know if we'll be able to, to film it,
0: but, uh, I don't know. Should I, should I spoil it here? No. make the backstory. We'll no, save it. No, we shouldn't. Save it. Yeah. We'll save it. So that was, uh, the, the big, uh, reveal episode just out now. Yeah. Good times. Came out today. 430. Cool. So listen, um, so last week we talked about stuff we were watching on TV, right? Um, Watch this uh, before I before we get into the fucked up one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, which I kept seeing, and it was like uh, well, before <laughs> I watched um, a haunting in Venice, and it's kind of a uh, it's kind of like a, a, a clue who did it. Yeah. type of thing with kind of ghosts and all that. It was really good. Um, but came across this one, Tusk, <laughs> and it says, oh, this podcaster meets this, uh, this strange guy who takes him on this weird quest. Thinking, That's one way to put it. Oh, weird quest. Oh, that, that'd be cool. I'd like to see that. We, we sit down do this stu- stupid podcast, and maybe I can send, you know, <laughs> Fucking Mister Vane on a fucking quest, right? Oh, you want me to go on that quest? Well, and no then, I, then, then I then watched the movie, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. So I love what I love that said. you watched that
1: having no idea what was coming because that <laughs> if you were to watch that and 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 have no idea, that would just kick you in the in the soul. It's so fucking weird.
0: So when it first starts, him and him and the fucking. I see Ghost Kid. Yeah. Right? Uh, Billy Joe Osmond. Yeah, who never really grew up to be a man. He's just a fucking cabbage patch doll. His face is the same size. It's like his head got bigger, but his face is the same proportion. Yeah, he looks like a cabbage patch doll. Yeah. That's that's it, right? And uh, they're doing a podcast, and Buddy goes off. This is all spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, We're spoiling Tusk. We're spoiling it. Five four three two one, that's your time to leave. So yeah, go watch uh, Tusk, throw up on your balls and come back. Press Yes, right. Press pause and then come back at thirteen minutes and then you can get into the discussion. But so Buddy goes and then his girlfriend, his gorgeous girlfriend, mm-hmm. who's the guy in the back, you know, don't really see who it is and everything. My wife right away, fucking nails who it is. You know, oh that's that's so and so. Yeah. Uh but it goes off, and then, you know, he goes up to Canada, and you know, because uh, there's that guy that had the lightsaber cut off his leg. Oh, yeah, the,
1: the kid who cut <laughs> his leg <laughs> off
0: with the sword. With <laughs> the sword, right? <laughs> they were going to go interview him. And I was like, that's when I texted her, and go, watch Tusk. We're talking about this next podcast. She's, yeah, I already did. Well, I was at the premiere. We wore masks. We met Kevin Smith. I, I got a picture with him that night. I'm <laughs> like, hold where was this? premiere. It was in
1: Toronto. That was in 2014,
0: right? Yeah, year, yeah, a
1: long time ago. Nat and I hadn't been together that long, and, and she, she had never seen a movie quite like that
0: before. <laughs> yes. So she was
1: like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> I mean, she liked it, but it it's the, the subject matter is so fucked up. But yeah, uh, yeah um, so <laughs> here's, here's the thing, and you might not know this, but Kevin Smith had a podcast way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And that movie, the premise of it, all the all the story of it was discussed on this podcast. Because I think it was Scott Mosier who's um, usually I think it was Mosier, uh, who, who's one of Smith's producers. It it was somebody, and they were talking about just weird shit that, that gets seen on like message boards and bars and stuff.
0: What the weird shit was because if I had to look it
1: up. Oh, of course. I figured you might. So, what, so
0: what the weird shit was, was that there's somebody was renting a room and there was a condition in it that every once in a while the person would have to dress up like a walrus. Yeah. That was a condition. So, they took that premises, and then. They just started joking with it. And
1: they started <laughs> coming up with this whole story and this whole idea of like how fucked up it would be if like the person was nuts. And, and right up in, right up to, like, the, the the description of how the movie ends, the whole bit about how the last scene of the movie would be, and they're laughing their asses off while they're discussing this, they actually filmed it like that. Like, the oh, final right. scene of the movie. So, so they basically throw the fish, wrote it in the
0: podcast.
1: They basically wrote the, the premise of it, and then uh, people kept talking about it. And they were like, oh, you should actually make that movie. And they were, they were kind of... Smith would hear it for years and years that that he should try to make this fucked up body horror movie and then he finally went and did it and yeah again I was at the premiere and I did not know what to expect
0: and really? I was like what the fuck so the guy gets up to Winnipeg or wherever and fucking the guy he's going to interview killed himself because they were making fun of him Yeah. so as he was leaving he goes to this bar and
1: sees something on a message board about a a guy with all
0: sorts of stories and shit.
1: Yeah, just incredible stories that he wants to to tell somebody. He's like really wealthy and just wants to share his story. So he contacts this guy and goes up and meets with him and uh, has dinner with him. And then he gets drugged. And when he wakes up, realizes this guy's nuts and the guy starts to He's missing one leg the first time. The first time he cuts off one of the guy's legs (laughs) and says that a spider bit him (laughs) and that the spider was poisonous. And the only way to save him was to surgically amputate his leg. And he couldn't risk calling an ambulance because they wouldn't have got there on time. And he just starts to manipulate this guy and slowly mutilate his body and cut his limbs off and, and surgically alter him. And it goes from, I think the last time you see him, he's got all of his limbs have been removed most of his limbs yeah, anyway he's and he's he's just got like flippers like, yeah and then the next scene is is the complete transformation where and it's michael parks who's a phenomenal actor who played the, the the crazy guy he's basically turned this guy into a walrus he has grafted all of this skin all over his body changed his proportions eliminated his limbs and turned him into a fucking walrus
0: Right, because he, he's telling the story because when he was younger, World War II and Hemingway and all these experiences he's had, and he was on this on this ship, and uh, the ship sank, and he was the only survivor, and he ended up on this little island, and his only friendship became a walrus. Yeah,
1: and he became upset. Uh, his mind was, was broken from all the trauma and all the, the loneliness. So and, well, he
0: eventually had to eat the walrus because he was starving to death, yeah. so he always wanted to get his friend back. <laughs> and cool. he
1: goes about it by this absolutely awful fucking terrible
0: Yeah, Yes, and, 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 and so his partner, the you know, the, the Icy Dead Kid's fucking Couch Patch doll and yeah. his girlfriend, they come up to Canada looking for him, and uh, the police don't give him the time of day. So, so they, they hire, hire a, a private investigator. Right, from, from Quebec. That private investigator is? Johnny fucking Depp. Right.
1: And the the reason it's Johnny Depp actually is because Kevin Smith's you probably might have researched yeah, this too. Yeah. His daughter and Kevin and Johnny Depp's daughter are friends. I think they went to the same school together, yeah. the same private school. And uh, so Johnny Depp had always said, Oh, you know, I'd love I'd love to work on a, a, a project with you and he comes in with like heavy, heavy makeup. It was still really obvious it was him. Everybody fucking knew it was him.
0: Yeah, he, he, but I mean, when he does characters, he transforms. In he so did. Many different. And poems. he transformed
1: into this gross Quebec person with just irritable bowel syndrome and eating way too much poutine.
0: And their daughters were in it too.
1: Yeah, the daughters were in it, and actually, um, they were in the
0: uh, the. the... Grocery store, supermarket, behind the counter.
1: Yeah, and they uh, they did another movie. He did three movies, I think. or He was going to do three movies that were in the universe of Tusk. Uh, the first one was Tusk. The second one was about the girls in the convenience store, and I never watched it, and I never heard anything about it. I think it was called Hoosers or something like that. <clears throat> Muskoka. But, and then there was supposed to be a third, but I, I never saw that. But um, – yeah, Smith's daughter was also in uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, yeah. Which is, I think, the movie he did, maybe two movies after Tusk. but Right. T- he <laughs> if you were to watch all of Kevin Smith's movies, from Clerks all the way up to his most recent, which I think was Clerks 3, what a fucking, like, a ride that makes no sense. <laughs> like, because you've got a movie in there like Tusk, which is him attempting horror. And and it's good. It's it will it's unhinged. It will it's fucking up. mess you up. And then you got a movie like Red State, which is probably my favorite Kevin Smith movie. It's proof that he could make a movie that almost feels like like it's not him at all. It's like his directing style has always been very tongue in cheek and jokes and dick and farts and all that. And then he really wanted to make something. Out of that. And he made Red State. And that's the first time he worked with Michael Parks. And Michael Parks was fucking amazing in this movie. And the the subject matter is really, it could put a lot of people in an uncomfortable place. But have you ever heard of Red State? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Have you watched it?
0: Uh, I don't know. so. No.
1: It, Michael Parks, John Goodman. John Goodman's fucking fantastic in it. And th- that's probably my favorite Kevin Smith movie because it really showed what he's capable of. Um, for for making like a, an I wouldn't call it an action movie, but it's like a drama thriller. But there is a big action element in it because it's essentially about a siege at a a religious compound.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think I have it on Blu-ray. If mm-hmm. I do, I'll find it and I'll, I'll lend it to you because it's hard to get a hold of it. Right, it's not streaming everywhere, but uh, I think I think you'd appreciate it. Sure. But yeah, Tusk turns your guts. Definitely, and
0: it. Listen, and and then the ending. So so the ending they show, you know, uh, Johnny Depp's character is gonna fucking shoot him because he's just a fucking creature now, right? Yeah. But but and then, and then it fades away and then, then he's at some like a abandoned,
1: abandoned circus or, aquarium or something.
0: Yeah, just some, some place and and fucking I see dead People, Cabbage Patch doll, and the girlfriend fucking come to see him, when they're up on the thing, and they coax him out of his little igloo thing. He's from he the pool, and he comes
1: waddling out. And he's not
0: He's basically not human anymore. Well, he's a fucking wall. He's been completely dehumanized. Can't speak. can't speak. And she throws him a fucking. Oh, I brought you a fish, and throws the fish down to him. And she goes, "Well, I still love you." And then they leave. It's like, how fucking cruel can you be? Like, like, leave the fucking let him. Like, you, what you just you just fucking put all the memories of him being a human and screwing her and everything back into his fucking head. Yeah, there's this that, that moment is,
1: that was such a cruel ending. I yeah, know, there's that moment where he's like looking up and it's like he's trying to tears he wants to out be. His eyes. Yeah, it, it's just and he was a shit kind of a shitty person. Like I, I don't remember specifically. I mean, yeah, his girlfriend was, was cheating, cheating on him.
0: He was cheating her. Too. Yeah, he was
1: cheating on her. He was kind of a dirtbag, but I mean, even he, he didn't deserve that. Like that—that's something you wish on your your worst fucking enemies. And, and like when <laughs> I—that's I
0: oh, that's still though, and that whole ending was so fucking shitty for them to do that.
1: It 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 does leave it leaves like a bad bad taste in Fuckers. your soul. <laughs> But, yeah, they they were on the podcast talking about the whole situation and, the, you know, them standing there and looking down. And she, he, he's like, oh, oh, give him the treat and throws the, the fucking fish. And then they leave him there by himself to live out the rest of his fucking. Like, imagine the amount of infection that would be going on with all that skin on <laughs> that suit rotting around him. And they didn't really show that it had, it had rotted, but it was covered in just layers of human skin that shaped into a walrus. You can't tell me that wouldn't all be rotting and festering and he'd be dying of just.
0: Well, he, he the guy experimented on other people.
1: He did. Cause right. there's a one point he goes underwater and you see all the other yeah. failed experiments. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah.
0: And even Johnny Depp character talks about how he almost, caught this guy way back when. Yeah, he had him. For the missing people and all that. But. And then, yeah,
1: the character was doing that goofy accent thinking the cop was there to...
0: Yeah.
1: Because he called about a spider a bunch of times.
0: That's right, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. watching that
1: scene I was like, this scene's kind of weird, but <laughs> it's like, it, it, it kind of it downshifts in a way. It was like the whole Johnny Depp character, it felt like a lot of his scene could have been cut to be tighter, but it's like, if Kevin Smith has Johnny Depp doing his movie, is he gonna cut out any of his dialogue? No, he's like, "Oh, okay, everything you do and say is brilliant. We'll just keep it all in." Yeah.
0: I, that's how it felt. But
1: Tusk, yes. Tusk, definitely one that, yeah, yeah. If you if you like horror, body horror, then that's that's a, yeah, it's one of those one of those movies that'll stick with you. Though but it's not as bad as not nearly as bad as some of the other shit that's out there, but it's, it's good. something.
0: It's good, bad.
1: I, uh, but it's cool. I watched another one. I'd been meaning to watch for a while. Uh, spooky movie. I thought it was going to be a lot more, uh, body horror, gross. gross, disgusting, but it was more, a lot of it was psychological. There were some kind of gross scenes, but it's this movie called fresh. You ever heard of that?
0: Mm.
1: It's on Disney. If you can believe that. And, uh, it's about a girl who's having trouble in the dating world and, you know just can't seem to meet a legitimate nice guy goes on all these shitty dates with a bunch of betas and um she's out one day at the grocery store and just runs into this guy who you know it's making polite conversation talking about these grapes that apparently taste like cotton candy and so they're joking about that and he's like yeah i'm buying these for my sister and my niece doesn't believe that they really exist and He's like, uh, you know, they, they have a little moment, and he's like, hey, um, would it be weird if I, like, asked for your number? She's like, uh, no. So he gets her number, and a couple days later, texts her, and they end up going on this really nice date, really hitting it off. He's, like, a nice, legitimate guy. He's a surgeon. You know, he's uh, got a good job. And she's like, wow, this guy's, like, amazing. And they go on a bunch of dates, and he seems like a nice, normal guy. And then uh, one day he's like, hey, um, do you want to, like, go away for the weekend? She's like, yeah, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, let's do that. Seems like the next step in a relationship. And up until this moment, if you'd been watching this movie and had no idea what it was about, you'd think, oh, it's kind of a sweet romantic comedy. Or a sweet, not romantic comedy, but a, a drama, a romance. So, anyways, he gets her to his house and drugs her. And she wakes up, chained up in the basement. And, uh... He has this great line where he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna tell you why you're here, but you're gonna freak out," and you're just like, "Okay," what the fuck? and you discover that and Sebastian Sands is playing this guy. I don't know if you know who he is. He's uh, he, he does a, some acting in, in Marvel, but very handsome guy. He looks like Mark Hamill, like a young Mark Hamill, like he could play Luke Skywalker if they wanted to do like a reboot. Um, so he tells her that he's going to sell her meat. But he's going to keep her alive. So what he does is he abducts women and he surgically removes the meat from their bodies. Keeps them alive so that it stays fresh when he goes to remove more. And he
0: sells them to more people. And he sells them
1: to the elites. These guys (laughs) that pay insane amounts of money to get fresh meat. That has been cut from from women and when he he's part there's a scene where he's looks like a guy in a kitchen he's got this friggin machine going and he's separating the meat and he's saran wrapping it and locking it up and he's putting it in these boxes with like trinkets and articles of clothing and like basically like here's here's what you ordered here's some of her clothes here's something so that you can kind of know who the person is that you're consuming. And you see these like elite types opening these boxes and having the meat prepared in all these different ways. It was fucked up. Now the, the scenes of like the surgical scenes were a little bit unsettling, but they weren't like over the top grotesquely like open messed up shit. But there were a couple of times where it was like, he would be performing a procedure and you had an idea of what he was doing. It wasn't like he was being a butcher. He wasn't, like, like the, the girls would be under anesthesia. They weren't feeling any pain, but then they would be, like, in recovery after. And there's a few of them, and some of them are in better shape than others. Some of them have been, like, there for a while and have had multiple pieces of their body removed. And it was, it was fucked up. And it's about this girl and how she, um... That's fucked up. Well, she, she figures that she... Yeah, I don't want to spoil it completely, but... She uh she figures out what she needs to do. And it, it it was it was decent. It was a decent uh horror movie. A couple of times it was a little I felt like there were I don't know, tone shifts a little bit. Like his character did this thing where when he was like in surgery mode, he got very silly. It was almost like he could finally be himself. He didn't have to pretend to be this nice charming guy. He was a little bit kooky. That was kinda of interesting choice, but
0: a little yeah. bit kooky.
1: A little bit kooky. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, it was it was an interesting flick. Now there's there's two movies that I, I find uh, they came out around the same time and they they're very different, but they have I would almost say similar endings. Have you seen the menu?
0: No. No.
1: Have you seen Ready or Not? No. Okay. Well, those are two that I would recommend. Both good. Um, Spooky movies. Oh well, actually, no, they're not spooky. I mean, I don't even know if you would classify them as horror movies. But they, they. I, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, which of the which of the endings did you prefer? Because there's they have, the one thing that they do have in common is just this moment at the end. And I, I, after watching both of them, I was like, oh, these are kind of like interesting parallels. Um, but both great movies, both great horror movies. The menu is about. Um, a bunch of people going to like a very exclusive island where everything's prepared by a team of like master chefs. Mm. And uh, the more time they spend there, the more they realize there's something off, something kind of nuts going on. I won't spoil it, but that's, that's the setup for that. And ready or not has this fantastic setup where this girl's marrying into this family and they're very, very rich and they, they have a ritual that they do every time somebody marries into the family. Mm-hmm. They uh, they tell the story of how their family got its wealth and. It was, I know, you know what
0: that movie is.
1: Ready or not? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I might have even seen it. And They play yeah. hide and seek. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen it. That's yeah, I at least I know what it's I know roughly what it's about. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I know that one. It's
1: I really li- I watched it and I liked it so much. I was like, and Nat saw me watching some of it. She's like, "What is this?" And I'm like. I want you to watch this movie with me. Like I want to watch it again. She's like, oh, if you've already seen it, I don't want to. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to see it again. I want to see it with you. And I want to see how you react to some of the shit that happens in this movie. Because um, there's, oh, there's one scene involving a, I'm not even going to say it. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the one that makes you go,
0: ah, oh, God.
1: One of those. And it's not like over the top, hyper gory or super scary. It's just they capture this moment of like an injury and then a situation that involves the injury, and it's like, oh fuck! And it's like a it's a hand That's thing, right? But yeah, those two I would recommend. Those are two of the the horror, horror horror movies or thrillers that have come out in the last ten years or so that I've actually really enjoyed. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, horror movies. We love talking about that shit. I'm sorry. That was a hyper fucking rant. That was like a, a three-movie rant.
0: Apologies. Well, you know a couple of episodes ago we talked about sequels and shit? Yeah. Well, um, there's a whole bunch of sequels that are coming out that we never even touched upon.
1: And were these revealed at the Super Bowl?
0: I I think so. I don't know. I, I don't They dropped I don't, a whole score, bunch of trailers. so I don't know,
1: right? Neither do I, but. The trailer, the but the Kingdom trailers. of
0: the Planet of the Apes.
1: I haven't seen the trailer, but I I saw. Uh, I, I
0: watched the there. trailer actually just before you got here.
1: Is that related to the other trilogy?
0: I believe it is. Is it a follow-up War of the Planet of the Apes,
1: the one with Woody Harrelson?
0: I I think it is.
1: So is Caesar still a character in it?
0: I I don't know. Okay, I don't know from the, the things that I saw, not a hundred percent. All right. Um,
1: I still gotta watch the trailer. I saw the trailer for Twisters.
0: Twisters. Yeah, uh, obviously from Twister, right? It's yeah, a, I'm not. I don't know if it's a sequel, but it's a remake a or whatever or it is, or just kind of the same long, same story type. I mean, they're worse. Twisters.
1: Yeah, there were some moments that I was watching, and I'm like, okay, this kind of feels like a scene from Twister. And the character dynamic looked a little bit similar. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a straight sequel. I mean, I'd be interested to see. I mean, so much time has passed from the original Twister that, like, you could say that Joe and, uh, uh, I can't remember the, what uh, Bill Paxson's character's name was. You could say that they maybe had a kid, and the kid's grown up now because it's, like, 20-something years later. Right. But, yeah.
0: That'd be cool to see. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. They already did that. Kong versus Is it another March one? March 29th. Is it a second one? Godzilla versus King Kong. March 29th coming out. They already did. Planet of the Apes, May 10th. They they did a Godzilla I know they have. versus King Kong. Well, they're doing Kong.
1: another one. And they became friends at the end, damn it. <laughs> they had to fight Robot Godzilla together. <laughs>
0: And, There's a seat. Did you see that one? Um, I don't think so. It, it was it's a little the, fight a fucking robot at the end. I don't think so. At the
1: well, it's robot Godzilla. That's like a huge part of the Godzilla. Yeah, world. the humans build and they I used build. To love,
0: it. I used to love watching Sunday afternoons the the original Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: There's a a Godzilla movie that got made recently. Mantra
0: and fucking all those. Yeah, places,
1: yeah. they uh, it's it's a foreign one, and it's called Godzilla minus one. And it's, it's a, like, a lot of the Godzilla movies lately, Godzilla's been kind of, uh, he's a protector of the Earth. He comes out to reestablish balance whenever any of the kaiju creatures, whatever, arise. But Godzilla minus one, Godzilla is the bad guy. He's just an asshole who destroys everything. And it's about, um, I think it focuses on, like, a, a group of fishermen on this boat that try to do something to stop him from, like, attacking the shoreline. Get, it's one of the main focuses of it. But... From people who are fans of Godzilla and, and some of the reviewers I, I like to watch online have said it's like one of the best Godzilla movies that's been done really? recently. Yeah, I want to watch it. Godzilla I just don't have a platform. Minus one. Yeah, I'm not to look that one up. I'm not sure where you can watch it, but I do want to watch it.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, and then this one here at the end, it's uh, it's with uh, Steven Smeagol. Out oh, for precious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you can see that, but I try to get in here. Hold on.
1: I'd rather watch that than any Steven Seagal movie.
0: Out for precious. It's backwards, but it's a Steven Schmiegel. Art for precious.
1: <laughs> oh, I was just talking to Nat about Lord of the Rings. <sighs> This, I don't remember what it was. We were talking about something to do with movies, and I was like, "Like, have I ever recommended anything for us to watch that you haven't liked? Like, like, like most of the stuff I, I recommend that I, that I try to get her to watch, it's stuff I'm pretty sure she's going to like. Um, and then there's a lot of things that I know she wouldn't or wouldn't have kind of the, the patience for. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to ask you to watch that. Lord of the Rings, I love it. I've watched it numerous times. I think she might like it. But it's so much, it's so long, each one, that I think she'd, uh, I don't know if she'd
0: be fully into it. But It was cool when we went down to see the Sympathy playing the music. Ah,
1: uh, jealousy. Uh, I was like instant was jealousy. Awesome. I,
0: well, I Well, you're too busy doing your fucking space fucking Star Trek fucking uh, Blackwater, whatever it's called. Stargate. Dark, 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 dark water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it doesn't take that long to do that. Chris has to spend like twenty-six hours editing it. I just have to show up and shoot my scenes and leave. So I yeah. I've wanted to. I mean, and maybe me and my brother-in-law will do it one time because he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. It, like one of the times they're doing it. I, I feel like that's the way you have to watch it.
0: So it, it was it was the second movie, so I wonder if they've done the first one oh,
1: before. I'm sure they've done all of them. That's the one I wouldn't want
0: to watch watch that way, though.
1: I feel like you'd have to watch the the third one would have, like, the most intense sequences with the music.
0: I don't know. The, the,
1: the opening Balrog scene of the second one, though, the music for that must have been a great way to get it started.
0: The whole thing. was it, it, Sometimes sometimes I got immersed in, in watching the screen that I totally forgot the, the whole soundtrack was coming from people right here Yeah, playing everything, right? And, and a choir and shit. And people so singing cool. and all that, but uh, yeah, it was it was fuck, it was good. It's on I also do other movies and other shows too, though. Like I think they did Star Wars and they had see, some stuff. And that's going the thing, on, Star right? Wars.
1: I'd want to see that. Um I mean, fuck, Game of Thrones. I don't know if I'd, no, but
0: I Star Game Wars, of, Thrones, Lord of the, is the Rings. A TV series, but know, that. And I mean, actually, there was an intermission too, right?
1: Like, was well, yeah, it's a yeah. big ass movie. It's like three hours. Was it the extended edition or the regular? Edition?
0: I think. I think it was the regular It was at least the regular one. If not, they might have even cut out a couple of still spots. I don't really can't remember exactly, but
1: I remember when I read the books. I read the first one in like two weeks, and it took me six months to read the two towers because I I just. I'd start, and then I'd put it down, and then, and then I wouldn't read it for a long period of time. I just got caught in the middle at one point, and then I was like, okay, i got to finish this, and then I, I finished it, but it, I, it, it was a tougher read. I, I'm sure if I was reading it again for the second or third time, because I'm pretty sure I read Lord of the Rings twice. And I read Fellowship, I think, three times. I think it would be an easier read the second time, but that first time, it was a little tougher to get through,
0: but yeah. Well, we I, we spoke about it one podcast with me going there, right? Did oh, we? Well, you going to New, Z- New yeah, Zealand? Yeah. And no, did you do the walk? No, no, no. Going and watching the, the show. Which show? The 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 um, orchestra and stuff. Did we not speak about it I on think, the podcast. I think you did. Yeah. Well, I was talking about how people were laughing. You know, scenes are—it's kind of funny, right? Some yeah. The reactions, and there's people like laughing, like it's the first time they ever seen it.
1: And oh, shit. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it was the first time.
0: No fucking way. Every fucking geek in that fucking place, even the ones with the fucking Spock ears. <laughs> right? There's no way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, some people, even though they've seen it six or seven times, they still laugh. It's
0: like it's, some of them actually started laughing before the joke was told. And that's the anticipation. Because the they knew anticipation. it was coming. Yeah. Or I mean, like when Aragon walks into the fucking opens the doors and on the king, they're all like, ah! But you didn't know that was going to fucking happen? No,
1: but they're just celebrating. They're so happy that it happened.
0: No, it's fucking, it was annoying. <laughs> I found it fans, annoying. I found it like a... Like, uh, yeah, give I, me casual know, I fans. I was a nerd, but some of those people were fucking nerds.
1: Give me casual fans any day. Like, there's so many purists out there that are like, oh, well, if you're not this and then that, then you're not a real fan. It's like, if you say that to anybody, then <laughs> you're not a real fan. You're an asshole. But, yeah. like, but it was awesome. I, I get some people it's a way of life when they really,
0: really like something, but, but listen, don't shit on people that this, aren't obsessed with it. Listen, people that get obsessed with fucking certain things like that, or 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 uh, fucking Taylor Swift, and, ah, oh, they, fuck they, Taylor they, they Swift. fucking die. Well, whoever whoever the fucking musician may be, some people get so it's like, relax. Yeah, you may like them, they have great songs, you have fun or whatever, but do you kind of freak out? No, when like, I get sad when people you? I like die.
1: I remember the first celebrity, one of the first celebrities or artists that, when they died, I was really upset was Maurice Gibb. He was my favorite Bee and when, when he he died first, uh, after Andy, Andy died first. Andy died when he was Andy very died young, long, ago, long yes. time ago. And then Maurice was the first of the actual Bee Gees to mm-hmm. die, and uh, I was I was upset by that because like I know he did a lot of the production stuff. He was very talented. Barry was the face. Robin was the powerhouse, but Maurice was like the guy that did all, did so much of the actual music. Um, yeah, I was fucking sad when he died. That was that wasn't that old. Like I was probably, I don't even know if I was twenty yet. But yeah, a lot of people I've liked, that. Bill pa- Bill Paxton. When Bill Paxson died. That shut the door on so much great shit that he
0: did. Yeah, he just went in for a simple little ablation or something on his heart. Yeah, simple and- operation. He just started, uh, he did, what, one season of Training Day? And he
1: he died after that? And it's like, he's one of those guys. He's got something that no other actor can ever claim they have. He's been killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and a Xenomorph. No one else can say that. Some people might be able to say two, but no one can say three. Mm. And if they ever fucking do that and have someone else they cast them and they get killed by all three. I'll find them and fucking kill them myself. And then they'll have been killed by me too. Sorry. That so got, there. That got kind of dark, but fuck. Show some respect. Did I ever tell you the fanfic I wanted to write about Hudson from Aliens? No. <laughs> so, you know, do you know Aliens well? Yes. So, Hudson gets pulled through the floor. Right? Mm -hmm. When they're getting attacked by the aliens. But you don't actually see him get killed. You just see the floor drop out, fucking xenomorphs down there, and it pulls him through with a hand Mm -hmm. on the face.
0: And when he finally fucking balls up and becomes a man. Well, somebody pointed
1: out something to me once that I thought was really interesting. Um, Because a lot of people talk about how Hudson was like fucking falling apart most of the movie. He wasn't, he was a soldier, he was a Marine, but he was the tech guy in the group. Like, they get up to the door, he goes up, he opens the door. Mm-hmm. He's got the motion tracker. He talked a lot of shit because he needed to build himself up because he was surrounded by, like, the ass kickers. He was the fucking tech guy, the tech marine with the ass kickers. So he had to have the big personality. He had to have the big fucking talk to look tough, to, to stand next to all these fucking warriors. And then when the shit hit the fan, it kind of fell apart. But when it came time to get down and whoop ass, he fucking went into beast mode, right? And a lot of people call that, like, one of those great character turnarounds where when it really mattered, even even when he saved Newt from the fucking facehugger, he didn't... He, he, there was a kid in danger. He got right in there, fucking booped to the thing, blah, 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 shot the shit out of it. So when whenever the chips were down, he was there. He never ran away. He was just fucking scared to go. But the fanfic I wanted to write takes place right after he gets pulled through the floor, right? Everyone's leaving the room, and he ends up with this injured xenomorph because he was shooting down when it was pulling him. So the whole thing is about what happens to Hudson after. They all leave. He gets pulled down, maybe a little bit acid burned, and this alien runs off. And then he's stuck, like, on a lower level trying to escape and runs into, and get this, a Predator fucking predator that's on the planet that was sent to investigate same way the humans were sent to investigate because there was a queen alien on the planet. Now, if you've ever watched AVP, yeah. the predators use the queen aliens to train their their teenagers, their, right. their adolescents. Right. So Hudson ends up running into uh, this, this tech predator just like him. It's there to observe and to, to see what's going on. And this Predator observes him fighting the Xenomorphs and, and surviving and being left behind. And the Predator, too, has lost its team. Its team got killed by the fucking aliens because they kept coming into the facility. So Hudson and this Predator have to, like, get past their language barriers, find a way to communicate, and get back to the Predator's ship to get the fuck off the planet before it blows up. So I just started dreaming up this idea, and I was like, fuck it, I started writing it. and I, I never finished it, but... I just thought, you know, doing that character justice. Like, what if he hadn't died? Mm. Like, you know, if there's one character from sci-fi that I would want to live and and have some fucked up adventure, it would be like Hudson. And then he ends up with an alien species that that is a warrior class, and he's you know got to got a nut up or shut up. <laughs> but yeah, and then when you know, and it was kind of like in honor of Bill Paxton because that's one of
0: my favorite characters he's played. And fuck, he was in Twister too. It's Bill Paxton night. Yeah, Bill. Fox and He was fucking on the Titanic. Well, he wasn't on the Titanic.
1: He was he, uh, fucking above it. He was above the Titanic. Yeah. Are you seeing what's in the fridge? Yeah.
0: What's in the fridge?
1: Uh, well, we can do the same beer as last week, or we can have something sweet because I brought that beer. <laughs> I brought that Summersby last week. Or do you want the MGD? Oh, yeah, we're going with man beer. Man beer. <laughs> But he um, has been in, not all, but most of James Cameron's movies. He was in Terminator. He was in True Lies. <coughs> Pardon moi. Uh, Titanic. Uh, he wasn't in Terminator 2. Even, uh, what's his name, Lance, Lance uh, Armstrong? No, Richardson. The guy who played Bishop. Oh. He was in Terminator. Yeah. He was in the first one, and the chick that played Vasquez was in the second one. She was John McClane's stepmom. So he uses a lot of the same actors. Michael Bean was in um, The Abyss and in Terminator. Ah, beer.
0: And movies. Yeah. What else was he in? Twister. Twister.
1: Uh, mm. Oh, fucking oh. Frailty. Did you ever see Frailty? wider Oh, yeah, he was wider Earp in uh, wide Earp. No, yeah. he no, he wasn't wide Earp. Earp. He was one of the brothers. He was one of the brothers in Wide Earp. Yeah. Uh, which do you prefer? Ah, they're both good. They're both great yeah, movies. They cover the one with
0: Kevin Costner, the one with um, Kurt, uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. We're Kurt Russell. Good. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Sometimes I mix both them up. Both
0: different, but they're both good. Yeah. Was Doc
1: Holliday in White
0: Yes. Who played Doc Holliday in White Earp again? It was uh, Val Kilmer. No, Val Kilmer was in Tombstone.
1: Val Kilmer played um, Doc Holliday in Tombstone. But did oh. somebody play Doc Holliday in Wyatt Earp, The Kevin Costner one. Or was that a different time?
0: No. No, no. There, no, um,
1: it's a good question. Michael Bean was in that too. I'll be a Hucklebee.
0: That's a good question. I don't know. You know
1: what my favorite scene in Tombstone is? What's what? You're gonna do something, or are you just gonna stand there and bleed? <laughs> that scene with Billy Bob Thornton. That's like the most badass scene. Of just some guy talking a lot of shit, thinking he's tough, and a fucking real man comes up to him and just slaps him like a bitch. It's like, are you gonna do something,
0: asshole? Good old Billy Bob. We're gonna have to. Are, you, are we? Are we researching? Yeah, the Wyatt Earp, Kevin Costner, Dennis Quaid, Gene Hackman. Oh, Dennis Quaid was Doc Holliday. Ah. DQ. I don't really remember. i don't have
1: to I honest I've seen Tombstone more times than I've seen Yeah,
0: Lider. I probably but I, I like them both though. Like, They're like
1: both the good both. movies. It's it's and there's so many times a movie comes out and another movie comes out that's very similar. And that's one of those ones. Like people have the argument what's better, Wyatt or Tombstone? Armageddon or Deep Impact? Tom Sizemore was in that. Tom Sizemore. Yeah. And Whiter. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: And Michael Madsen. <laughs> like, Blake Pullman. This sounds like a Tarantino cast. Yeah. 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 Michael Madison. Mr. Blonde. Mr. White. Mr. Brown. Mr. Blonde and Mr. Pink.
0: Sam Elliott was in fucking the other one, Tombstone.
1: Yeah, was he one of the brothers? Yeah. It was Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Kurt Russell, and who was the fourth brother? Uh, Shit. Michael Bean was Ringo or whatever Paxton. his name was. Jason Priestley was in that. Hmm. Huh. Well. Good old westerns. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> you should listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. Did you know Billy Zane was in Back of the Future? Was he? He was one of Biff's thugs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Biff <laughs> had his, like, group of three guys. Billy Zane was one of them. The guy from... Uh, he was
0: in Titanic.
1: Billy's Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone who didn't know the hell Billy's name was, Titanic put him on the fucking map. I had a girl once when Titanic came out when I was in high school, and her and I were just casually chatting, and uh, she just looked at me and said, you unimaginable bastard. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? She's like, sorry, I just have always wanted to say that to a guy. I'm like, <laughs> why? She's like, oh, it's something that was said to this asshole in Titanic. I'm like, well, I'm not a fucking asshole, and I've never seen Titanic. Well, one of those things is true.
0: Billy Zane was in Zoolander, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said that line. <laughs> you should listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. I just, uh, remember when our internet was all well, burnt out in Ireland? Yeah. So we pulled out fucking an Xbox and all our DVDs and shit, and one of the movies of Zoolander to watch that. God. Watch that and uh, Night at the Roxbury. Oh, that's and a classic. Show of the Dead. Mm-mm-mm-mm.
1: You ever see Dead Calm? Uh-uh. Oh, Jesus. I watched that one when I was way too young to be watching a movie with that kind of content in it. But I had no idea what the fuck I was getting into. But uh, Billy Zane was in that. He played a real scumbag. But that had. Um... Oh, shit. What's his name? The guy who played Alan Grant in uh, Jurassic Park. Sam,
0: oh, yeah. Sam Elliott. No, not it's Sam not
1: Elliott. Sam Elliott. It's Sam something. Yeah,
0: I don't Miller. No, but,
1: not uh, Sam Miller. <laughs> no, <not>. just <laughs> quoting the Miller. Ah, shit, I can't think of his name right now. He'll always be Alan Grant to me. It's a movie about a guy and his wife, and they're sailing on this boat, and they come across a, another boat that's sinking, and there's, there's a guy waving frantically to... get rescued and they bring him on board and it's billy billy zane and they start uh you know they're trying to take care of this guy and um they're asking if there's any other survivors on the other boat that's sinking and he's like no no everyone's everyone's dead they all there's no one alive over there and um alan grant (laughs) sam he's like oh i'm gonna go check and he goes across to check this other boat and fucking. Billy Zane steals his boat with his wife on board and takes off, and leaves him behind. And he starts exploring this boat that's sinking. It's, it's like a big, big boat. And uh, gets the story of what was happening on the boat before everyone died. And, yeah, you, know, you can imagine Billy Zane is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, I think body. I did
0: fucking see that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the gist of that one.
0: Yeah, I, I, a crazy I, one.
1: I think we had a VHS tape. That had two movies on it. And the first movie on it was one that was pretty much okay for me to watch. And then Dead Calm was the second movie on this tape. And one day I'd finished watching the first movie and I started doing something and the next one started. And I was like, oh, I think I'll watch this for a bit. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't have watched that. (laughs) But thanks, Billy Zane. Bastard.
0: Billy Zane.
1: Oh, what's he done recently? Oh, he did. Uh, fuck, what was that show? Oh. No, it wasn't Billy's. No, it was Billy's name. Was it? I
0: don't know. There
1: was this show. What was it called Mad Dogs? And? And it's this show about a guy who. go. I don't remember all the details, but he goes to another. He, he like, invites all his friends to his house. And he's in, he's in another country, I can't remember which country it is, but he's done really well for himself, he's got this amazing house, and he wants all his, like, childhood friends to come and, and stay at his house with him. And he's living fucking large, he's got a huge pool and all these incredible amenities and everything, and um, while they're having this party, some guy shows up that Billy Zane works with, and fucking executes him, kills him in front of all his friends. And none of them know what the fuck is going on. They have no idea what he was involved in. They have no idea who this guy is who just killed their friend, and they get caught up in this this fucking mess of trying to survive while in this country and completely cut off, and no way to kind of escape. Mm. But it was uh, I think it was a six episode, like a a short, and I think it was Billy Zane. <laughs> it wasn't Billy Zane. It was a guy that looked like him. Mm. Sam Neil. Sam. Neil. Sam Neil. That's right. Mad dogs. Mad dogs. I think it was called Mad Dogs. Yeah. 2015 to 2016. But was it Billy Zane? That is the $17 million question. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it was Ben Chaplin. Christopher Desorio. Steve Zah was in it. Why did I think it was Billy Zane? It's Ben Chaplin. Oh, oh well. Sorry, Billy. I guess you're Good not idea. the mad dog we thought
0: you were. Loser. Well. <laughs> well. Any fishbowl questions? I
1: don't have any. I don't have any fishbowl questions. But Email's
0: been quiet. Oh, actually, you know what? I haven't checked my
1: Vane email in the last little bit. Let me (laughs) see if I got any fresh ones. Call me Mr. Vane. Social.
0: What? Netflix Stephen King blockbuster is an epic adventure.
1: Oh, here, somebody sent us a question. Oh, actually, it's more of a story. What? Dear Dan and Doug from the Double D Podcast. There's there's something I'd like to tell you about. Since you guys love to share fucked up stories, and you haven't done fucked up online in a while, I thought I'd share this story with you. Not so long ago, my fiancé and I were sitting down on the couch watching a movie when we heard a knock at the door. I went to answer it, and there was a man standing there who had recently received an injury to his face and was asking us for help. He had a bandage over one eye, and he said his name was Joe. I brought him into the house, let him use my phone, and I went to go get him a fresh bandage. When I came back, he was gone, and so was my fiancé. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago.
0: <laughs> yeah you. Somebody said that to us. No, I just made that up. Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> I felt sad um, no one emailed us, and I always thought, oh, that'd be a fun bit. <laughs> it's like, if I can
0: make Doug laugh, it's all worth it. Uh,
1: fucked up. Fucked up online. Oh, man. Oh, what was it? I was watching something earlier today,
0: and I thought, oh,
1: That's like fucked up online material right there.
0: I sent you something fucked up online. What was that?
1: There was a couple. There was one on the whatever podcast I was watching and it was a guy talking to this girl and she was talking about how she wants a traditional guy in her relationship, but she wants to act like a dog and it's like, wait, so you want to be respected as an equal and have a man have traditional values, but you are going to act like a dog. And she's like, "Yeah, I want him to, to respect me." Woof. <laughs> she like would finish her sentences with woof. These are the
0: people out there. Woof.
1: These are the people. Did you see that other one I
0: sent you? And I said, "Watch till the end." Yeah, I, I'd seen. I seen that. before, yeah. Whatever. Making its rounds. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of videos just like it. But I mean, I'd seen. I've seen plenty of videos where a guys. T- you know, mouthing off, and then somebody takes a swing at him or gives him a crack, that guy looked like he was dead.
0: He was lying he the, got his eyes were open. cracked
1: so hard in the jaw. I mean, again, he deserved it. He was being a piece of shit. But he hit the ground, and he was out, like, out cold. And it looked like one of the guys went up and, like, stomped on his hand after, because in the next shot, you see someone pan over, and it looked like
0: his hand was all bloody. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People are going over to, to help him, they're like,
1: He's a racist. <laughs> I probably. I mean, the, the thing is, he wasn't just know. a racist. He was, he I, was enjoying
0: being I, an asshole. And I, I didn't really, I, I didn't really like catch exactly what he was saying. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe I had the sound down or something, but I couldn't really. It, it sounded like he kept what he kept saying over and
1: over again is it's popular now.
0: Yeah, that, that's about, one thing he kept saying. He was talking was about, popular. like, the black people on
1: the train. It's like, oh, it's popular now. Yeah. Huh? Let's go back to where you came from. You, you think you'd, you'd like to come here because it's popular saying? now. Yeah.
0: Something, like, something along those lines. All I caught was something about being popular or something. Yeah,
1: and, and I, again, I, it was hard to understand all of it, and, like, it started partway into the incident, and then just the three guys were getting ready to leave the train,
0: and one guy just turned around and went boom! Damn! Here, here, here's, here's our... Here's our episode of Fucked Up Online, because we haven't done Fucked Up Online for a while. That was a great segment. It's a Gen Z human resource managers having a healthy debate about what is acceptable uh, corporate behavior in the year 2040. (laughs) Oh, shit. For instance, if there's a a red
1: tube video of my girlfriend slapping me and choking me and riding me, that shouldn't be an indication I'm going to lack leadership in a work situation. Yeah, yeah, but Duncan, it's going to be hard to convince an employer who's masturbating to that video otherwise. Exactly. (laughs) My potential employer might see all those videos of my husband tying me up and having his way with me and then they're going to think that I'm not going to be assertive enough for the job. I mean, these days everyone has an Xtube
0: account. It's your own fault if you lose out on a job because you've got tons of videos on the web where you're slowly inserting very household objects into your anus. Yeah, but what if you're showing those things in your anus on
1: your own time? But let's privately. be smart about it. You know, if you know an employer might see this, you'll post a video of yourself getting double teamed by two brawny Latinos to show your support of diversity in the workplace. <laughs> oh, and multitasking. And multitasking. And, but, but I still want to have the right to badmouth my employer while shooting a POV hand job without well, fear of affecting that. my future well, look, prospects if, for if, work. If you don't want to jeopardize the content of your porn, you can always shoot from the eyes down. Oh, but that's not the same if you cover the eyes. That's where the innocent. Is. Yeah, but yeah, guys, uh, but don't yeah. these amateur sites also have privacy settings that you can set so the future employers don't have access to these questionable videos? Right. Yeah, but that doesn't protect you from appearing in other people's videos. Now, I, I found on YouPorn a video of me participating in some piss play at a party a few years ago. Oh, I hate that. Well, no, it was a really good time for everybody. But the thing is, we didn't know who uploaded it to the web. So so am I supposed to leave an orgy just because someone shows up with a camera? No one's saying you a, should leave an orgy. Oh, right. Oh, so, it's, no. it's more complicated. so now, if I go to a party, I wear something like this. For instance, if there's a, a red tube video of my
0: girlfriend slapping me and choking <laughs> me. Good lord. <laughs> Gen Z human resource managers having a healthy debate about what is acceptable in corporate behavior in the year 2040. <laughs> oh, and people
1: are so sensitive.
0: Fucked up online.
1: Like, I
0: was,
1: I was working on this student film today, and there's a there's a... Just completely out of context. There's a scene where I'm supposed to, my hand is supposed to like become like a gun. I'm I'm on this like trip, this this, I'm I'm going on like a vision quest in my mind, and sublim like it's it's all subliminal messaging. But there's a a big light, like that they use for film sets and modeling and all that shit. And basically, it's like a defeating the boogeyman moment, where this gun forms and it's like I either need to kill that evil. Or I need to kill myself. And it's like I'm fighting this urge. And I'm like, ah, and I'm supposed to shoot this thing. We haven't done that yet. We're doing it tomorrow. And I, I, brought, up, I brought the gun. The, the gun. The Hunter Through the Hills of Moonstone gun.
0: Aha. Because it looks it looks fucking decently real. You're like waving at fucking people.
1: Uh, by accident, yes. Um, so <clears throat> I didn't tell them I brought it. I just had it just in case. And they were talking about that scene, and I said, "Oh, do you want an actual prop gun for that scene? So it could be like I'm, I'm pointing my fingers, and it'll like flash into my hand a couple times, and it's just like, you know, it it adds like a cool element to it." And they're like, "Oh, no, no, we can't, we can't do that. We're not allowed to show guns. We, we can't have guns. There's certain language we can't do. We can't have any triggering imagery."
0: This is like a high school
1: project? No, this is a college.
0: This is a college project. College level projects.
1: Yeah. And because I was like, it's
0: not part of the film world? It's not part of... Well, because it
1: might be triggering for some people. And I was okay, like... Oh. then just don't watch anything. Like, they needed to give a list of all the content and all the things that were going to be in their project to and submit it so that if anything that was deemed triggering or offensive could be...
0: Okay, but you go and pretending your fucking hands are <clears throat> be pointing at your head isn't, that could be triggering yeah yeah um but, okay it's ridiculous but well, anyways it is and and it's just like
1: fuck, like okay this is this is what we're doing all right i don't know i feel like um you, you keep fucking saran wrapping these people with with foam to, to insulate them the, i'm sorry the real world just chews you the fuck up it chews People out there don't give a fuck. They don't. You're not preparing people for the world. You're preparing them for for the the fucking tutorial that that once it
0: ends, you're fucked. Bullshit. If if you don't learn how to to deal with rejection and failure when you're a kid, when you get to the real world and that happens because that will fucking happen, I don't give a fuck who you are. It's everywhere. It's going to happen. You'll you'll fail on things and you'll be rejected in things. If you don't know how to deal with it, if you didn't learn when you were a kid and they didn't guide you through it because they protected you from all that shit because we didn't keep score in the hockey game or yada, 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 we didn't hand out Valentine's cards because you may not have got one, whatever. How do you, when you become an adult, who's there to fucking teach you now? When that happens.
1: You know something? This might be a little fucked up to say, but it it made me really happy. I was working with a group of of teenagers and uh, playing volleyball. And in a lot of classes I've worked in, whenever a sport's played, they try to mix the teams up so that the really strong players get divided between the teams. Okay, And what the the kids wanted to do, and they, they seemed to like it, they wanted to do boys versus girls. And volleyball is one of those sports where you could get a good game going between mm-hmm. boys and girls of, of different levels of, uh, of skill
0: because
1: mm-hmm. there are a lot of girls they play on the team and they're good and there's a lot of boys that play on the team and they're good. But the boys always win. The boys always beat the girls and, and the, the three or
0: four in volleyball
1: yeah in the three or four gym periods I saw, the boys, we're beating the girls every time. Now, the girls had the players that were good, and they had the players that try. They try hard, but they don't have the technical skill. And then they got the ones that just stand there, and they don't even see the ball coming. The boys had the same thing. We have a, a bunch of boys on the team that they, they just like stand there, and they, they avoid the ball when it comes at them. So it's that, that's pretty much even on both sides. The thing I noticed was that the boys got crazy because they love sports. They got crazy about... They were more competitive. Pumping, they were pumping each other up. Mm-hmm. They were chanting. They were getting into <laughs> it. I, I saw none of that on the other side. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to sound sexist here. Yeah, it's
0: just what it was.
1: There's just a very clear difference in how, at that age, boys and girls are playing sports. Now, if you had a full team of the... Like, if you had the, the girls' volleyball team take on those boys, the boys would probably get their butt kicked. hmm because they've still got their weak spots. They've got their, like, three or four good players, and then they've got four other players out there that aren't so great. Mm. But when you just take the straight mix, and it, it wasn't just the physical part, it was the, the mental part, too. Like, there was this crazy camaraderie of, like, them wanting to succeed together. Whereas when I look over at the girls' team, they're all just talking shit
0: about each other. So, So the boys had this big competitive urge, and the girls were just kind of, yeah, happy to be there playing a game together and whatever, like, going to the motion of it. You go into a sports bar
1: <laughs> like, and, and a lot of a lot of there's a lot of uh, talk about how, oh, you know, female athletes should be paid as much as male athletes and if you ever look at the actual numbers, it's like I'm sorry, no, they shouldn't the, 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 their Their sport does not bring in as much money That's really what it's about, right? It, it is. If you've got the, the men's basketball team, the NBA uh, NBA team an NBA game, you're gonna have, the, like
0: advertisement the, and everything else. It's just insane amounts
1: of men and women are watching that. Yeah. When the women have their game, there's hardly anybody watching. And if the women were as deep into supporting the sport by actually watching it, they would have the revenue. But they're not. They stand on the side and they bitch about it, but they don't actually support it with their time. Time is what really elevates a sport and elevates the, the the audience. You go to any sports bar. There's a bunch of drunk fucking dudes eating wings, watching the game, playing fantasy football. They're supporting the sport. They're 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 living it.
0: Yeah, it's not just that. It's like like. They could maybe put asses in the seats at the games, you know, the women's hockey games or this, that, and everything else. But they don't have, I mean, the the reach of, let's say, the NHL to the the women's pro league that just started and all that. And they're, like, oh, oh, the arenas are sold out. Yeah, sell them out for years and years on end. Build up a following where you can get TV deals, where somebody's going to pay money to get – to be able to broadcast your sure thing on their TV, because lots of people are going to watch the game, so they can sell advertisement to make money, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then there's all the, the the jerseys and the shirts and the hats and everything else. It, it's, it's a huge. there, so it's got to be proportionate to the money the products bringing in.
1: Yeah, and like, really, if you look at the uh, the players, they're they're getting. Pay, even the male players, if you look at the amount of money that's being made versus the amount of money they're making, they're getting paid shit. It's a huge, huge industry. The the these sports they generate astronomical amounts of money, where they can throw twenty two million dollars at at some kid because he's he's got a name and he's going to draw people in.
0: That's that's sell shirts and tickets yeah, and hats and
1: get the endorsements and and get a new generation of people interested. It's it's, it's just economics. It is. Really. And, I mean, I, I, I wish I could say that the, the support for the, for the women's hockey team and the, the WNBA, I wish I could say the support was there, but it's it has to come from somewhere. And the majority of, of um, fans of, of male sports are males. If women supported the female sports as much as men support the male sports, you'd have a huge market there. If you weren't all busy watching the fucking Kardashians and buying shitty purses and garbage, if you were buying the sports memorabilia of the female, uh, uh, the female athletes that you say you support, they would be getting paid more, and and there would be more going on. But no, that that's not what happens. The the people that are idolized and that they're throwing all their money at are these fucking socialite ticks that just suck the life out of everything. <laughs> Your money goes to what you put it towards. Men put their money towards the sports and the things that they're passionate about. Women put it towards these fucking influencers and these these parasites. and They're the ones that have all the money. Male, should, shouldn't uh, uh, a fucking singer who does as much work as Taylor Swift get as much money as Taylor Swift? No. She's the highest fucking paid
0: so uh, singer in the world. She's 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 killing it. Yeah, and good for her. Good for her. I, I actually, fucking I actually her? saw a little fucking thing about that. Somebody said, Oh yeah, okay, you want you want stuff to be maybe it was even you. <laughs> you Probably. want stuff to be equal? Uh Taylor <laughs> Swift's making fucking whatever billions and millions of dollars. Well, Let's make sure that fucking guy down the road oh, in the that little was, fucking dead end bar. That was my stupid play. TikTok
1: with the Taylor
0: Swift <laughs> on my face. <laughs> but it's true, though, right? It's true. And I mean, uh, he's playing music too. If if <laughs> how come he's only getting thirty dollars and all the beer he can drink So, so he has to pay back at the end of the night? So you got ten
1: male <laughs> sports figures and you got ten female sports figures, and, and what we're saying is they should be paid. Equal. Fine, okay. You got ten female OnlyFans models, or porn performers, whatever they're called themselves, and ten male guys. Shouldn't they be paid equally? They're both showing their fun bits. Yeah. Oh, no, but wait. The market for females showing their fun bits is so much higher than men showing their fun bits. There you So go. that's why the women have more subscribers. That makes sense. Shouldn't Chippendales make as much as strippers? But they don't. Or do
0: they? I don't I know. No I haven't yeah, seen man, all that.
1: Okay. I don't have the stats for that. Hold on. Let me message Chris. He probably knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, Yeah, and again, not trying to offend anybody, but if the truth offends you, then, well, sorry. You're the fucking problem.
0: Pretty sure we said in episode one,
1: you will be offended at some point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm just going to put this out there right now because I pretty much was involved in hockey since I was four until I kind of retired just before COVID. Yeah. At the top end, the top, the highest level of hockey, the girls don't compete to the skill level and speed and the excitement of that game. I'm sorry, you just don't.
1: They don't, and it's like they could maybe match the technical, but the, the level that these these games are aggressive. There's there's these are aggressive sports. A lot of them, basketball is incredibly aggressive. There's technically not as much contact as a fucking hockey game, but you watch a basketball game. I watch kids play basketball. It's a fucking aggressive sport. Like, you're getting up in people's faces. You're moving. You're trying to block. You're trying not to make contact. But you are getting in each other's fucking space. You are playing it aggressively. And when boys play with girls, the girls are getting knocked on the fucking ground all the time unless the boys are playing carefully. Soft play. Because they don't want to hurt anybody. When they play against each other, they bash the shit out of each other. But um, aggression is such a huge factor. You ever watch any amateur fighting? Like, like... Go to a place and watch an amateur fight. Not live, no. So I went, uh, a friend of, I, I think I told you about this, but Nat was going to see the fight and I had to stay home. I didn't get to see the no. fight. So a, a friend of Nat's, her brother, um, does Muay Thai, right? So the first time I saw, like, a live amateur fight, I went to see him in a Muay Thai fight. And as I'm watching this, it's all, all amateurs. They're, they're, they've been training for a long time. Maybe they've done a couple of fights, but they're still wearing the headgear. And they're not trying to rip each other's heads off. And I think they did maybe two or three rounds. But as I'm watching this, anytime you saw somebody with a lot of technique against somebody who was just really fucking aggressive, the aggressive person won every time. At that level, they come out and they're just going. They're throwing everything because it's only three rounds. You can go crazy for three rounds. And they would just overwhelm the other person. And then the the technique only matters if you can figure out how to deal with the aggression first. Boys are so fucking aggressive. Every minute of every day, you're trying to, to stop the aggression from taking over. Like Jekyll and Hyde, the Hulk. There's reasons why these, these characters exist. Because that is the internal struggle of every man. And in a sport, that's when you can let all that shit out. And men have it for fucking miles. That is not the same
0: case. That's, that's funny because playing hockey... Uh, some of the nicest fucking guys off the ice, nicest guys off the ice, wouldn't fucking fart in front of you, nothing. As soon as they put skates on, fucking become. They fucking become animals. Animals.
1: Like crazed fucking animals.
0: They'll fucking chew your throat out.
1: Yeah. Hyper competitive.
0: They've
1: been holding it back
0: that whole time. <laughs> and as soon as they come off the ice, Super nice again. Yeah, and I can't remember
1: if it was Jordan Peterson or if it was Joe Rogan or if it was Joe Rogan quoting Jordan Peterson, but there was somebody who said, um, "If you're a, you're a man, you should be a beast. You should be an absolute fucking beast, and learn how to control it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and get, get yeah, it basically it was, to it a was, point." It
0: was yeah, Peterson said it. originally. Yeah, you should be a monster.
1: Be an absolute fucking monster. Learn how to control that monster so that it never controls you. Uh, and then when you need it, it's there. Uh, yeah. and sometimes in a fight you need it. Because, I mean, I, I tell you, anytime I could, I've got all the videos that I, I recorded. And every now and then, there, there were three, I think, three um, girls, three girl fights in this, this Muay Thai thing. And there was this one girl. She was small, right? And I, wa- I watched her walk into the ring. and I'm like, damn, she's tiny. And the other girl was a lot Taller than her. I was like, this'll be interesting. She had fucking madness in her eyes. Mm. She was just and she was coming and she was ducking under the reach and just ah she was hammering twice as many shots as the other girls. She ended up winning. Just on sheer like insanity took her over. And I didn't see that in any of the other uh girls that were fighting that night. So it's it's it does exist. I mean, I've seen women that have it. I've dated an alcoholic, so I know. <laughs> but uh yeah, there's just there's biological differences, and I'm sorry that's the buzzword that makes everyone thought that biological. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's fucking biological differences. Get over it. Get over Stop it. Stop driving us backwards. We could have been in fucking space by now. Thanks, religion. Thanks, fucking anti biological belief. Fucking, we're living in a world that's flat, biodome bullshit.
0: (laughs) Careful, you could get fired for that. Can I? You could get fired for that. For saying that the is not flat? Listen, nobody, nobody is going to fire us from the Double D podcast. Definitely. Definitely Fucking nobody. (laughs) Nobody should
1: get fired from your
0: job. Which part? Come over here and say that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you're just a ghost in the log hole. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the crazy hasn't gotten quite to where I am yet with that, that
1: part of it. There's no litter boxes in my school. <laughs> no,
0: but there are litter boxes out there. They can stay where they are. Mm-hmm. So, did you eat the rest of those, uh, the meat from your bag? Oh my god. So, the day after.
1: I, I, I was, my insides rotted out of my body when we combined the beer and the two different meat sticks. And I, I, it was very unpleasant. I remember I saw you driving. And the first thing I see, I rolled down the window.
0: Ah! How your gut's doing today? <laughs> no, that night wasn't very, it didn't feel very good.
1: No, no. And uh, I ate the rest of the elk. I took a break from it for a bit. And then I thought, I can just eat the elk. Because I think the boar was what was making yeah, me a
0: ladybug on your head.
1: Yeah, I know. I just felt that. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? They're coming back. Um, <laughs> They've been here all year. Fuck. Yeah. I, I went for the elk ones, and they were good. But still, all week, it's been a...
0: They really, eh?
1: Yeah. My my body does not do well with, with those. And I, the sad thing, I fucking love them. And I'd just be eating, like, one a day. And still, I just had a constant... Shit. So. Yeah. Something to, uh, sadly, sadly, something to avoid in the future. Unless, you know, I'm not going anywhere for three days. Because well. I'm going to get fired, apparently. And then I'm going to have to come work for Denise. <laughs> okay. Or, you know, Doug and I will start a business or something.
0: Pirates of Blackwater or something like that. Was it? Stargate of...
1: Star, Star, Star Palace of Gate Lord. Stargate, Stargate, Stargate.
0: And don't talk about oil and gas because you pay Or fine? diesel. Million Fuckin dollars. Diesel. A million dollars. NDP guy if I put in a private member's bill uh, that if you support oil and gas or, or or advertise that it's good or whatever, that you could be thrown in jail for up to 10 years and fine a million dollars. A
1: million dollars. <laughs> Charlie Angus.
0: There was a kid in a school that that <laughs> got
1: kicked out of school for saying that there were biological differences between boys and girls.
0: Yes. Oh, the guy at West. Gosh, Alexander. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What the fuck? A Catholic I, school and that, that—that I think yeah, it was. This is why I'm moving to fucking New Brunswick. There are no Catholic schools in New Brunswick. But you think a, a, a Catholic school that's very religion based? Yeah. Would. Especially Catholics. No, well, because they're pushing now. Uh, they're okay with same-sex well, marriages and the Catholic the religion well, and whatever. Religion. whatever. Same-sex. I marriages. don't have any There's problem with same-sex
1: marriages. Everybody has the right to be as miserable as the rest of us and get married. That I don't have a problem <laughs> with. I have a problem with people who want to act like dogs and shit in a box in the fucking classroom. That I, I I'm not quite on board with.
0: Will
1: you ever be on board with them? If If the world fails. And there's no more indoor plumbing and zombies are outside, <laughs> then yes I will be okay with shitting in a box. That's where the term came from, you know, shit box. Back in World War 1, everyone had to shit in a box and then somebody had to go and they had to toss the shit box over the side.
0: Hmm. Yeah, great. Something right, learning Infor- information we didn't need to know. Absolutely not a new segment.
1: Yeah. Useless information. Welcome to the shit box.
0: ah well well
1: anything else (laughs) i don't think so denise you got anything for us any quandaries any uh paradox paradox conversation um well you can answer the question what is
0: what are simple pleasures in life that make you
1: Simple pleasures in life that make me happy. Um, Beer. Beer is a simple pleasure. It doesn't take a lot. Peace. Peace is a simple pleasure. I like being with... I I like to be in a room with people where no one is bothering anyone else.
0: Dan Dan would like just people talking about him and the things he's done because he's Mr. May. No, actually, that, that actually makes me kind of uncomfortable
1: if I'm being completely honest Uh, and I don't know if it's from childhood, but I always got very uncomfortable when, when getting compliments. (laughs) Like I did I did a play in grade 11 and after it was done, a lot of people would come up to me that I'd never spoken to before. And they were like, Oh, that was so great. That was so good. You were the best part of it. It was so fucking boring. And your part was really funny. And, and, that was the first time I realized, like, oh, wow, shit, when people are kind of coming up to me complimenting me on stuff, I I, I never know what to say. I never quite feel comfortable looking them in the, in the face while I'm talking to them. I find my eyes are wandering around. I get momentarily, like, I don't know. I, I, it's, uh, I don't know if that's from upbringing because whenever my parents complimented me, my brothers, I suddenly had to jump in and be like, oh, well, I fucking did this. and I know how to do that. And it's like I, I always felt uncomfortable getting a compliment. So, yeah, like I said, the vanity thing, that's all just uh, covering up the emotional damage. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a good performance from a talented actor who is also very humble.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. But, mm. Yeah. I'm How about be, you?
1: Yeah, what are ghost, your simple voice?
0: Well, on my storyboard, I just did that. So, ah. in a year from now, you'll get to read mine. No,
1: but they need to know. Our 12th, oh, we just lost another one. Our 11 people, oh, shit, we just lost another one. Our 10 people want to know.
0: They don't care. That's why they're walking away.
1: They're just, uh, they're unfollowing because of the, they like shitting (laughs) in (laughs) boxes.
0: Oh, no. That's our following. Oh, man. The cat people.
1: Oh, what's a good paradox, (laughs) conversation, or, I don't know, conversation,
0: Ooh, morality
1: question. I was thinking, I was thinking one of these up the other day. Morality questions. Top 28 moral dilemmas. The unfaithful friend. Oh, I saw this one. It was, uh, it, was it was, what was it? It was the question of. You're standing on the top of a building next to your best friend and you've both decided to kill yourselves. You're both gonna commit you're gonna commit suicide together. And you're holding hands and your friend jumps, but you don't. And as your friends fall in, they pull a parachute. Who betrayed who? The
0: fucking guy that pulled the parachute betrayed.
1: But the other friend wasn't
0: going to jump. So what? The guy with the parachute convinced. I had the parachute. I convinced you to fucking jump and we're going to die together. Even though I had no fucking plans of fucking dying. You decide not to fucking jump. But I still. But in, but in, you your, but in your mind, I still want to die and I jump. But then I pull the chute and you realize, you fucker, you are going to live all along. And I was the only one going to die. Hmm.
1: So the jumper is the
0: traitor. The guy with the parachute is a fucking skank. <laughs> <The> rotten <laughs> bastard! I'd fucking find a fucking brick and throw it at his fucking parachute. Because <laughs> all along he was gonna live.
1: Oh, Shit. Well, you know what? That's a
0: good. That's
1: a good <laughs> argument. I like that. Well, at least I don't like the way these things are I'm set like up. Motherfucker. And there's all the, all the, have you ever done the trolley questions?
0: No. What's that? So the,
1: the, I think it's not a hundred percent sure how it goes, but the trolley question is basically, there's a trolley out of control and there's, it, it's on its way to hit five people or you can pull a lever and it'll just hit one person. Hmm. Do you pull that lever? Why wouldn't you? Because then you are actively killing the other person. You're killing You're saving those five people, but you're killing somebody.
0: Yes, the oh, other five oh, people. Oh, so, so, you're, so you're either going to run over five people or pull a lever and run over one different person.
1: Yes. But you're now actively doing something that leads to that person dying. It's like if you did nothing, yes, you could be. People could say you're an asshole. You didn't do anything, but you also didn't partake in killing somebody.
0: It's a poor the lever. depends? Who are the five people? Mm. Well, as the as it's the morality question goes on, sometimes there's layers to it. If you
1: ever watched uh, The Good Place, mm. you ever watch that show? No. Oh, that's worth checking out. It's mm-hmm. all about morality, and uh, they do this whole bit with the, the trolley questions. But they actually like show the trolley, like they're able to actually like
0: yeah, yeah, create the situation.
1: Whatever. And there's this guy who's got like like the anxiety, and every time the trolley hits people, the blood just sprays all over. Oh, perfect. Him. And he gets more and more on edge because he keeps getting
0: sprayed with blood. I think I pull the lever.
1: All right. Save five people. Now here's the other question: If there was a fat person standing standing there, and if you pushed the fat person into the trolley, it would knock it off the track. Saving the five people. Yeah,
0: would you, person, eh? you
1: push the fat person, you push yeah. the fat person? What If it was Lizzo, would you double drop kick her into it?
0: <laughs> I don't know who Lizzo is. But you okay. don't know who Lizzo is?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Lizzo is.
0: This, uh, no, singer. I wouldn't push anybody in front of a fucking train to stop it from running. Hitting or they they hit people. five people. That's, that's... So
1: you, you would pull the lever to kill somebody. I'd and pull that
0: would... the lever to stop the train. It veered off and hit somebody. That's kind of like. Well, well that's,
1: that's the thing. It's coming down the track. It's going to hit five people. Or you can pull a lever and it'll go to another track where it'll only hit one person. But you will have done that. You will have contributed to it. That's the first question. You said you would pull the lever because you'd be saving five people even though you would actively be murdering yeah. them. Now, if it was a matter of pushing a person in front of the trolley so no. that it would go off the rails and save the five people, you think you could do that? No, I wouldn't do that. All right. So then the other I think the next step in the question is if there were five people on the track and the one person was someone you knew. Well well, would you still pull the lever? Would you save your no friend or no kill five still strangers? Likes this uh, it's it's Joe. Let's say it's Joe.
0: Yeah, pull the lever. <laughs> <laughs> kill Joe?
1: We just lost another viewer. Shit, we're down to nine. Kidding, Joe. <laughs> what if it was Chris?
0: <laughs> pull the lever.
1: You jump on the trolley, make it go faster. I'll <laughs> push <up>. him. <laughs> Somehow push him on the track. <laughs> push him on top of the five people. There you uh, go.
0: <laughs> and I don't know if it's... That's why I live alone in the woods. So yeah, me. well, it's okay. No one likes me either. Um, I don't know if there's any more. Have you ever heard the trolley? I've heard the trolley. I saw that
1: recently. Yeah. That question. It's in. They covered it in The Good Place really, really well. Uh, and then there was the. Uh,
0: but you don't know those five people. They could be all monsters. They could be. And the fat
1: person or that person, that one person could be a beautiful
0: soul.
1: Or it could be Lizzo.
0: Whoever the fucking Lizzo is.
1: <laughs> Lizzo is the uh, overweight singer who everyone constantly says is brave and gorgeous because she's always wearing these skin-tight suits when she performs. But everyone now jokes that women will call Lizzo brave and beautiful and gorgeous, but if a guy ever said his wife was beautiful like Lizzo, they'd be insulted. And when women are told, they're like, oh, you look just like Lizzo. You're gorgeous. Women get mad. They're like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And it's like, well, I'm sorry, that's that's called hypocrisy. Uh, that's, what, that's what that is.
0: what uh, That's a good one.
1: You know, it's like if everyone went around talking about how George Costanza was a handsome, wonderful man, and then men got compared to him, they're like, oh, you're handsome, just like George Costanza. I'd be like, what? What the fuck? I wouldn't take that as a compliment. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. Although no one on Seinfeld was particularly attractive.
0: <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's coming to Rama. Was okay. it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't seen Tom Segura yet, have you? No. And here's something funny. This is
1: really funny. So my wife loves Tom Segura, and she loves Bert Kreischer. They're like, she fucking loves them, especially Bert.
0: She listens to her podcast?
1: Uh, I think she listens to some of the podcasts. But even before they had, she knew about the podcast, she loved their stand-up. So for Christmas, my wife got me, got us tickets to go see Tom Segura, which, Awesome. I'd love to go see your favorite comic as my, my Christmas present. I think that's really <laughs> fun. So guess what you got me for my birthday? Oh, no.
0: What? Tickets to go see Bert. Where's he at in Toronto? I don't know where the fuck he yeah, is. But he's at a big stadium.
1: I love that for Christmas and my birthday, I'm getting tickets to go see my wife's favorite comedians. <laughs> I mean, I want to see them too. It's not like it's an empty empty gesture. I two, just think two it's totally
0: funny. different shows. Bert's going to be at probably the ACC, a big stadium. Yeah, Tom Segura's. Is I think do, so. A yeah, little he won't do stadiums.
1: No, I'm more he's excited on. to see Tom Segura than Bert. He's at Rama. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a, yeah, he has a Rama. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I think one's in March and one's in April.
0: Nice. That's funny. Yeah,
1: that'll be fun. I haven't seen the the last. I think the only stand up comedian I ever saw was. um Oh, shit. What's his
0: name? The Australian guy.
1: Oh, I can't think of his name now.
0: Who's that guy we saw? He was... Uh... Mm-hmm. When we Men's saw Men's Men's Not grandma? Yeah. No. So Australian him, comedian. Who? He was going on about... Jim uh, Jeffries. Jim I've seen Jeffries. Jim
1: Jeffries. I saw him in Barry at uh, one of the colleges he was very funny. I love Jim Jeffries. We didn't say anything any worse than what Jim Jeffries says. I'm a comedian, damn it. I don't do this under my actual name. I'm uh, Mr. Vane. That's my name. Mr. First name. Last name. Vane. Spelled with three N's. Stop
0: texting me. I'm tired. The dude, uh, he was going on about, um... You so saw him, that bald headed or short hair guy. So he was going on about um, the musician that was going to play there.
1: This is a comedian you saw?
0: Yeah. There's a late night talk show, too, I think, or talk show. Hmm.
1: When I, um, when I was in New York, way back in the day, went and saw a taping of the Corner O'Brien show. And they had um, shit. They had Liv Tyler on there. She was doing Lord of the Rings. I saw mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt back before Patton Oswalt was like better known. And uh, shit, the guy from Game of Thrones that played Robert Baratheon. Oh yeah, he was on there. So I saw those were the three guests on there, and I was like, it was uh, it was a cool cool show. But yeah, I guess Pat Oswalt was the first comedian I saw live, technically. He did this whole bit about TiVo, because TiVo was a new thing, but we don't have TiVo in Canada. TiVo, what's that? TiVo was like, it, it was this thing in the States that was basically like uh, like an Android box. Or like, um, and it was something that would like, to, you'd, you'd pick shows that you like, or if you watched a lot of shows of a certain kind, it would see oh, what your watching preferences yeah, were, and then yeah, yeah, it, would, that, yeah. it would it save shows for you. So, yeah, TiVo was like a very early version of all the, like, Black Box stuff that that we eventually got. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm just like, I have no fucking idea what he's talking about, but he seems to think it's really funny, and the, the crowd's all laughing. All <laughs> us Canadians are like, duh. But... Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson? The
0: name's familiar. What's his name? Mm-hmm. have seen him, but there was another... Oh yeah, I like him. I was in fucking tears. He's funny. I was in tears when he was going on.
1: He does a lot of funny shit. He has a he has the the talk show that he does.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does. He's talk very show. edgy. It was fucking, It was funny as shit. I was in tears. <laughs> There's
1: one that's like Mendicino or something like that.
0: Sebastian Mendicino. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Italian guy. Yeah. So
1: he's always talking about his, his crazy Italian upbringing. Yeah, yeah, my wife loves him too. He's funny. He did this. He does this whole bit you would really appreciate about uh, a, a raccoon going into uh, eating their vegetables when he was a kid. And he's like, "Oh, nowadays you got the the you know the people that will call like animal control, and animal control will come and take the animal and put it back in the wild somewhere." And his dad was like, "Okay, we're gonna kill this one." It's like, Dad, what are you going to do? We're going to put antifreeze on bologna. (laughs) We're going to leave it. You know, (laughs) the next day, all the animals in the neighborhood are all dead. They're all dead around their garden. (laughs) From eating the fucking bologna with the antifreeze on it. Cats, dogs, squirrels. (laughs) Yeah, he's got some good stand-up. Did you hear about the George Carlin thing?
0: Oh.
1: I, I, I haven't... I only heard about it from that, but I, somebody used AI. Yeah, oh. well, we're,
0: we're done. Yeah, somebody it. used somebody, AI.
1: Somebody used AI no, tell to. The you no, tell the story. You've heard it?
0: No. They
1: used AI to create a new George Carlin standup. So they used an AI likeness, and they, I guess, plugged in what he would make jokes about, how he would make them all the shit that's going on in the world right now and uploaded this AI-generated George Carlin stand-up and his daughter took huge issue with it. I did and and, something
0: about it, yeah. Yeah,
1: and requested that it keep getting taken down. I mean, I can understand. Um, that would be pretty fucked up. But then there's this little voice inside me that's like, I wish somebody had I
0: wish I'd consulted her. I mean, it's to me, it's <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's, I don't.
1: I don't wish I'd seen it. I wish that maybe they'd gone to her and gotten her approval because they have it's done the, stuff it's like the
0: estate's intellectual property. Yeah, there, right. So,
1: like, um, there's this thing in Star Wars that they did with uh, the guy, the general of the the Death Star. The, the guy that blew up yeah, in the first yeah, 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 yeah. they brought him back for Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used his likeness. They AI generated him. They used, they generated yeah. his voice. They did all that, and they got permission from his family. Right, and and it was fine. I mean, they used him too much in the movie, and it didn't look the absolute greatest. I feel like it should have been more of an homage than having him be as big a character as he was. But they got the permission. They went through the proper channels. I wish whoever did this with the George Carlin thing had...
0: Did that too.
1: Yeah, like, get the permission. Talk to the family. And if it's... I mean, the thing is, his stand-up was so edgy. And I don't know how good his relationship was with his kids because he he had a lot of addiction problems. Yeah. So I don't know if he was the greatest dad. I like to think he was because I love him as a comedian, but I don't know if he was the greatest
0: dad. Well, all I got to say is if anybody out there wants to do an AI of... These two fucking clowns. Fucking just, just send it to us, please. Can send it to us. Imagine? We approve. AI generated. <laughs> we approve. Dr. Sleep and Mr. Do it. You know what? The
1: the pinnacle of when you first start reaching it is when somebody wants to impersonate
0: you. Or do a character car, cartoon thing of us. Yeah.
1: Like when I used to do the, the YouTube stuff way back in the day, whenever people would rip off my my content or they would use my image or they would pretend to be me in chat rooms. I was like, this is the first step. (laughs) This is when, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting something because people are trying to get on your cheese.
0: Perfect. Get it done.
1: Yeah, somebody
0: out there, rip us
1: off. Use our, use our, don't use our likeness, but use our likeness. All right.
0: We're not that hard to impersonate. Don't, don't. All right, well, that wraps up another another fun episode that was
1: somewhat planned. I mean, we there's times I think we get to a certain certain mark where we're having fun, so we don't want to stop, but we just matter
0: on for another thirty minutes and we're almost at two hours again. Oh uh, yeah, but
1: well, you know what? It was it that's was a good time.
0: and that's where it is.
1: Hopefully, we don't get fired for what we said. I'm not gonna get fired. I might. Who knows? Life's short, and life, life's hard. Get out of it.
0: All righty. Well, until next time, move north. Buy a truck. Get someone pregnant. <laughs> Good night.